It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic. Your daily Orlando Magic Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is January 5th, 2020. My name is Philip Ross, and I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll talk about the Magic's big 20-point win. Over the Cleveland Cavaliers. We'll talk about what the Magic did right, what they still need to work on before their game, their rematch against the Cavs on Wednesday, and the finally setting free of Aaron Gordon. We'll talk about all that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all to check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching Gravity Download Podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Cleveland Cavaliers as they get set for the rematch with the Magic on Wednesday? Check out Locked On Cavs. No matter what your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or College 2, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. To say the least, the Orlando Magic came into Monday's game on a little bit of a down. A blowout loss to the Philadelphia 76ers where the team just didn't show up, followed by a disappointing defeat to the Oklahoma City Thunder at home where the Magic simply couldn't make a shot, where the Magic weren't doing the things offensively that they needed to do. The Magic had a practice to kind of refocus and tighten some things up, but it was ultimately going to come down to whether they put in the effort and the intensity and the energy and the attention to detail needed to win, especially against a Cleveland team that has been playing exceptionally well, coming off a big win over the Atlanta Hawks on the road, a team that has that established itself in the early part of the season as one of the best defensive teams in the league, a team with great length that can force turnovers and really get at you. Cleveland has faced its share of injuries too. They are not a completely healthy team. Darius Garland did not play in this game. But the Magic had a tall order ahead of them, especially with Evan Fournier still out with back spasms. But the Magic largely were up to that task. 
They scored the first 10 points of the game. They moved the ball. They got in the paint. They did everything they were supposed to do. Of course, it's an NBA game, so that quickly subsided, and and the Pacers, or the Cavs, sorry, I'm watching the Pacers game right now, um, and the Cavs were able to get back. But Orlando was in that rhythm that they needed, certainly defensively. Yes, the turnovers were bad. The Magic were throwing the ball around all over the place. There's some lazy plays specifically in the first half. But the Magic were locked in defensively. The Cavs could not execute as effectively in the half court as they have throughout the course of the season. And while Colin Sexton did get away from Michael Carter-Williams on a few occasions, when Carter-Williams wasn't chasing after steals or blocks, which he did to mixed effect, the Cavaliers found it difficult to get going. They found it difficult to find room in the paint. And the Magic were poking and prodding and getting every bit as many of the turnovers as the Cavs were forcing on them. Then came the third quarter. Then came the decisive moment of the game. Leading by two at the half, Orlando started to create distance, putting together perhaps their second best quarter of the year. We're going to reserve the best quarter of the year for that comeback win over the Washington Wizards. Aaron Gordon scored 13 of his 24 points in the third quarter, making three three three-pointers in the process, playing within the flow of the offense. Markel Fultz finally had that spark and that life and that kind of jitteriness that makes him so effective and unpredictable, makes him so difficult to cover. That's an element that had been missing against the Sixers and against the Thunder. And really in the first half against the Cavs, it was missing too. The Magic all of a sudden had a ton of life. And everything seemed to click. Whether it was Aaron Gordon's jumper, whether it was Nikola Vucevic just putting on an array of post moves. It was the defense too that locked in the paint and made it so Cleveland simply could not score. The end result, a 103-83 victory for the Orlando Magic a victory that they can certainly hang their hat on, that their defense stepped up big in big moments, forcing turnovers, forcing missed shots, the kind of missed shots the Magic had missed against uh, Oklahoma City on Saturday, to be frank. Shots, Even shots in the rim were not easy. They were contested, and the Magic did a great job. They destroyed the Cavaliers on the glass with both Ken Birch and Aaron Gordon dominating the boards throughout the course of the game. They found little pockets of energy. And yes, they made the shots to put the game away. The Orlando Magic had their way with the Cleveland Cavaliers. This was, you know, again, not a complete domination. It wasn't like a wire-to-wire dominant victory. But the Magic really shut, really played elite-level basketball for, you know, probably seven, eight minutes of this game. And that was enough to put the game out of reach. The Cavaliers never really threatened after the Magic took a 15-point lead in the third quarter. Orlando had everything going, and Cleveland never made a serious push to make the Magic think. Orlando kind of played that fourth quarter pro forma. The first blowout victory of the season, by any definition of the word. It doesn't mean the Magic don't have plenty to clean up. They absolutely do. They turned the ball over way too much. They still had lots of pockets, especially in the first half, and they still shot you know, a little bit better than 40%, if not worse than 40%. Their shooting was not particularly good in the first half, although they were able to make some threes and get to the line a little bit. But, and that was because the Magic were stuck on one side. The ball was sticking to one side of the paint too much, too many kind of two-main actions, rather than using those two-main actions to create other opportunities on the floor. Orlando still has to make sure that it doesn't fall into the trap of its offense and rely too heavily on Markel Fultz off the dribble or Nikola Vucevic's jumper. Then again, 
Why not just rely on Nikola Vucevic's jumper? Because it's pretty darn good. He had a really, really good game. We'll talk about him in the box score coming up here. Orlando cleaned up that mess. They stopped the turnovers. They played with more intensity and focus. They played with more attention to detail. And that's really what turned the game around. That's really what did it. It's, 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 it, it, it isn't honestly super complicated. The Magic did the things they had to do to win. The Magic played a good, a good game, uh, more than just a good game. They played a great game, and they took care of their business. The Orlando Magic defeat the Cleveland Cavaliers by the count of 103-83. to They're back in action on Wednesday against the very same Cleveland Cavaliers. We'll break down that box score and talk a little bit more about Aaron Gordon's game coming up here in just a moment. But if you are preparing for that game on Wednesday, if you're looking to get in on the action a little bit, whether it's with the NBA, the NFL, or college football, the national championship game taking place on Monday, of course, wildcard weekend in the NFL this weekend, go to betonline.ag. It is the only place that has you covered and the only place we trust to put our to put to get in on the action with these sporting events. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Whether it's the NFL game of the week, college football, or the current headlines in sports, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Twenty twenty is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get podcasts today. Let's run through that final box score. A couple of really great performances. We're going to talk more about Aaron Gordon coming up, but he's obviously the lead story. He scored 13 of his 24 points in the third quarter, shoots 9 for 17 from the floor, 6 for 9 from beyond the arc, 11 rebounds, including 6 offensive rebounds. By far, Aaron Gordon's best game of the season of the season so far. Uh, we'll talk more about why that was the case. Um, to, suffice it to say, he was off, or his minute restriction was raised, so he was no longer um, playing at that like 25-minute restriction. He was up to around 30. Um, played only 28 in this game. Didn't need to play much more than that. Um, and you could just kind of feel a lot of weight lifted off his shoulder. We'll talk more about him coming up here on the back end of the show. But Aaron Gordon had a fantastic game. Again, best game so far of the season. 
Um, played some good defense. Wasn't asked to do a lot of defense because, you know, uh, he was on Larry Nance. Uh, but overall, a, a fantastic game for Aaron Gordon. Can't really ask for much more from him. Nikola Vucevic is someone I definitely want to talk more about. 23 points, 9 for 16, shooting 2 for 5 from beyond the arc. 8 rebounds, 2 steals, 3 blocks. Um, guys, I, I know that Nikola Vucevic hasn't always been the most popular player among Magic fans. I know that there are still people that don't feel that he is the ultimate answer at center. But I, I this needs to be said with how well he's played at the start of the season. Nikola Vucevic has taken this game to another level. Um, you know, we thought his all-star year was good in 2019, and it was. And honestly, I think by around the all-star break, certainly by around like mid-January, I thought Vucevic was back to playing at his 2019 levels. I don't think he had the same consistency uh, last year that he had in 2019. But I, I, again, I thought he turned into an all-star year, and obviously he did what he did in the playoffs. That playoff experience has given this guy a whole new confidence. Uh, not just a whole new confidence, he's, he's added the skills to back that up. Nikola Vucevic is having an incredible season. And the game that he played on Monday was a, a completely in character with what a Nikola Vucevic game is. I mean, the Magic don't run a lot of plays for Nikola Vucevic. He kind of fills in gaps. He's an outlet. He's just an easy guy. You give him the ball, he's going to make something good happen. Uh, you know, if you if you you know give him the space to shoot, he will shoot it. it you know, he's going to find his points. You don't have to worry about him. He's going to be aggressive, and he's going to do exactly what the team needs that needs them to do offensively. Vucevic is going to Vucevic is going to get a double double just based on that. But what's really special about Nikola Vucevic now is he is starting to hit some bailout shots. He's starting to hit some one on one shots, and against a really good defender in Andre Drummond, uh, you know, at least again when he's motivated, Andre Drummond can be a good defender, and he certainly is right now. Um, against a, a solid defensive team like the Cavs and, and a good defender like Andre Drummond. Nikola Vucevic was schooling folks. Um, you know, he he had a play in the third quarter where he drove past JaVale McGee and laid it in. Um, again, just a, a really just heady play, a, a good play from, from a center. You don't expect a center to really be able to take a guy off the dribble. He had several plays uh, where he had one play in the first half where he, uh, you know, the shot clock was winding down and he just did a turnaround fadeaway and made it like it was nothing. And I think, okay, that's one thing, except... He did it again later in the game. He had a he had a play where Drummond was on him and Vucevic just kind of out pivoted him and get, you know did some fakes to to create some space to get a shot off. I mean, again, Vucevic just did whatever he wanted offensively. Um, this guy is playing with a ton of confidence, and and I think we just you know I, I'm 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 not talking about it uh, you know as a, as our full like segment on this show. But we need to take a moment and just really appreciate with how well Nikola Vucevic is playing. Again, 23 points didn't lead the team in scoring. Eight rebounds isn't a double-double. But he's doing so many things that superstar players do. Again, centers, it's tough to be a superstar player. But Vucevic is playing like an all-star right now. Um, you know, again, I, I think he's playing better than his 2019 season right now. Um, this is just, he's, he's making shots and making tough shots that he was not making the last two years and really hasn't made his entire career. Um, this guy's a guy that's playing with such incredible confidence um, and, and teams, honestly, I don't think teams really know how to handle him quite yet. So I think he's going to be a real valuable asset. Um, when the Magic are ever in trouble, just get the ball to Nikola Vucevic. I think good things are going to happen. I, I, just, I, I think that just deserves a ton of recognition. Typical Terrence Ross game, 15 points, 5 for 13 shooting, 2 for 7 from beyond the arc. He added 4 steals as well. Ross did a really good job being active. Um, you know, one of the big things that the Magic have talked about is, um, you know, kind of the central tenets of a Steve Clifford team. 
deflections on defense, paint touches on offense. Those are the kind of the two big foci uh, that Ra- that Clifford has his coaching staff tracked throughout the course of a game, um, and something that they really harp on as as kind of the central tenets to their success. The Magic were really good on Monday defensively because they got a lot of deflections. Ross had at least two or three passes that he just batted out of bounds. And again, it, it's not always about getting the steal, although Ross got his steals. It's about disrupting the offense. A good defense makes it uncomfortable to run offense. Uh, and so if you're deflecting passes, if you're deflecting, if you're if you're knocking the ball away, you're disrupting the rhythm and flow of that offense. So Terrence Ross doing a really did a really good job on that. Didn't quite have a shot going, but you know, again, other guys stepped up in that department too. Ken Birch, we talk about how good Nikola Vucic has played. Ken Birch played fantastic too. 12 points, 5 for 7 shooting, 12 rebounds, including 6 offensive rebounds. Birch was everywhere in this game too. Um, you know, I think he's, you know, he's, he said it, and I'm going to speak on this a little bit more, I think, later on. He said it that, he said that, you know, he, he put a lot of work on expanding his offensive game a little bit. He goes into games now, he says, expecting that he's going to score, not score, not hoping that he's going to score. Again, that's a, such a huge shift in your mindset. That's such a huge shift to say, I'm going to score on this play or I'm going to get a basket instead of, you know, not thinking you're going to get a basket. I mean, Kem Birch for a long time when he would get the ball wouldn't even look at the basket. It was just it was just not something that was in his mindset. It was just not something that he did. Kem Birch has played fantastic here to start the season. 12, you know, again, 12 a double-double the way that he got the double-double is is fantastic. He did great job on the interior. Did all the things you expect Kem Birch to do and just adding a little bit of offense has made him a bigger threat. I've been really, really pleased and happy with Ken Birch. You know, played 23 minutes in this game. The Magic are comfortable playing him alongside Nikola Vucevic. With the way Vucevic is shooting, I think that works a little bit better now than it did last year. Um, again, and Clifford understands to put him in the in the paint rather than use him as the power forward. Um, but it, it's it, Birch is playing really, really well and earning his spot on the floor. Uh, other notable scores, you know, Cole Anthony had nine points, two for nine shooting, five rebounds, four assists, uh, two turnovers as well. Um, Cole Anthony is still figuring out how to get his shot, uh, get his offense going. His shot's obviously not there. Um, there's certainly a little frustration that he's not getting calls, I think, which you would expect from a rookie. Rookies don't always get the calls that they think they deserve. Um, but Anthony's getting to his spots, and I think he's getting quality shots. Uh, so I, I think that that's going to come. What, what still really impresses me about Cole Anthony is the little things that he does. Um, you know, defensively, individually, he's maybe not all the way there. His ball containment isn't completely there. But I think that I think that Anthony is is willing to compete. And that that just that's so big. He's willing to take a charge. He's willing to go in there and grab a rebound. He's willing to to you know dig in and, and try and make a play. I mean, there's that jump ball in the third quarter where you know he got tied up by JaVel McGee. And he was determined to win that jump ball. He didn't care that JaVale McGee's 7-1 and, and a crazy athlete, too. He was going to try and win that jump ball. Um, you know, he lost it, but the ball actually went out of bounds. Um, it, the, Cole Anthony is a fighter, and, and Steve Clifford said that that's something that's going to play itself out and something that 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 that, that everyone's going to see the more they watch him. It's there, man. Um, he's making those little plays, and as he gets more experience, it'll come. You know, it would not surprise me if in the next week or so, you know, in the next week or two, we see Anthony start to see the game slowing down. He starts to make some of those shots. Again, I think some of his layups that he tried to take, he tried to make them unnecessarily difficult. 
um, you know, some reverses and, and flip shots that, you know, he could have just made simple layups. Um, I think once the game slows down for him, we're going to see him really play well. Uh, so, you know, that day's going to come. It's, it's just, it, there's going to be some growing pains to get there, but I think they're going to get there. The Atlanta Magic shoot 43.2% from the floor, 15 for 34 from beyond the arc, 12 for 13 from the foul line. They have 18 offensive rebounds, but they do turn the ball over 19 times. Uh, 22 assists on 38 field goals is also pretty good. They do turn the ball over, though, 19 times, uh, which is a big thing that the Cavs are good at. Help the Cavs stay in the game in the first half. Magic cut those down in the second half, and that's when they really started to pull away. Cleveland is led in scoring by Colin Sexton with 24 points on 10 for 19 shooting. Uh, Michael Carter-Williams did a decent job on him one-on-one, but would often get caught trying to go for steals or or peek into the lane or try and chase down uh, players to go for blocks. Um, You know, so I think with a little bit more discipline, Michael Carter-Williams would have done a good job defensively on him. The 24 points for Colin Sexton, 18 points off the bench for Chetty Osman, including seven rebounds and seven assists. Cleveland, though, does struggle to shoot. I mean, so some of the big guys shot well. Sexton shot well. Osman was pretty good from, from outside. Damian Dodson played well with 16 points on 6 for 10 shooting. Andre Drummond, though, just 10 points on 5 for 15 shooting. The bench did not, nothing outside of Chetty Osman. Uh, JaVale McGee was 1 for 7. Lamar Stevens, 2 for 8. Cleveland shoots 38.4% from the floor. It's 10 for 28 from beyond the arc. 7 for 12 from the foul line, so the Magic keep them off the foul line. They do commit 14 turnovers, although I think the Magic did a good job turning them into points. The Orlando Magic defeat the Cleveland Cavaliers 103-83. Uh, they'll play again on Wednesday. We'll talk more about Aaron Gordon and the kind of game that he had and why he suddenly came alive. But first, if you live here in Orlando, you know that this is a commuter city. You cannot get anywhere without a car, and so it is more important than ever to take care of your vehicle. And if you're a do-it-yourself or if you're someone that likes to get your hands dirty taking care of your, your vehicle, rockauto.com is the place to go. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. East meets West in Locked On NBA Tuesdays. Wes Goldberg, Warriors beat writer for the Mercury News and host of Locked On Warriors. And David Vermeil, host of Locked On, who tackle the biggest NBA stories of the day coast to coast. Subscribe to Locked On NBA Podcasts wherever you get podcasts. Obviously, the star and the story of the game on Monday was Aaron Gordon. 
It has not been an easy year for Aaron Gordon. He's averaging around 12 points per game, shooting 15% from beyond the arc, less than 30% from the floor overall. It has been a struggle for him. It's been a struggle on multiple fronts. The hamstring injury that he suffered in the bubble that cost him the playoff series against Milwaukee Bucks has lingered on. The Magic have been cautious and careful, bringing him back, limiting him and his minutes early on in the season. And the preseason, he essentially only played the first half as the Magic just tried to manage his injury and just get him in rhythm, get him playing because they need him, uh, but also trying to make sure that he didn't aggravate that injury further because if he aggravates that injury, he's going to be out for a while. Hamstrings are really, really tricky. Just ask James Ennis. And so the Magic have been getting an Aaron Gordon that's at half speed. An Aaron Gordon that's bottled up, that's got a lid on him. A guy that hasn't played to his fullest potential and hasn't been allowed to play to his fullest potential. The the Aaron Gordon the Magic have been seeing is not the Aaron Gordon they need and it's not the Aaron Gordon that Aaron Gordon wants to be. Too often Aaron Gordon is, you know, I think the rap on him has been that he tries to do too much sometimes. And when you put the minutes restriction on him, when you tell him that he only has 25 minutes or whatever it was to do everything that he needs to do, it's very easy to see him get over-eager. It's very easy to see him do a little too much, to try and squeeze everything he had into the minutes that he had, that he was given. Certainly the preseason, he fouled way too much and was trying to do way too much. During the regular season, he has sometimes been stuck trying to be on the ball and trying to create those dribble moves that get him into trouble. Just, again, trying to do too much. Take those minute restrictions off or give him a little bit more time or a little bit more freedom. Have him feel a little bit better. And all of a sudden, things look a lot better. What happened Monday is not to say that Aaron Gordon won't revert back to some of his worst habits or some of his bad habits uh, next game. Consistency has been an issue for Aaron Gordon on the offensive end. But undoubtedly, too, he looked healthy. Undoubtedly, too, the Magic finally released him. Finally said, go out and play. Don't think about anything else. You're all clear to go. Go out and play. You're going to get your normal minutes. You're going to get your chance to get in a rhythm. You're going to get your chance to play the game that we know you can play. The Magic gave him the news that he wanted to hear. That he was all clear to play. And so now all of a sudden, a mental block is gone from his mind. And he played like it. He played with energy. He attacked the glass. He did all the little things that he has to do to be successful. And he did it at the biggest moment for the Magic. In the moment where they took control of this game. He's the reason they took control of this game. Aaron Gordon is a player that has to play on instinct. He's someone that cannot play thinking. If he is thinking, he's going to get into his bad habits. He's going to get into his own head. He's going to start dribbling around and start trying to create pull-up jumpers. That's not his game. His game, and even he would admit this, is reacting and moving within the flow of the offense. As I've sat here and often said on this podcast, when the Magic's offense work, the ball, when the Magic's offense works, the ball finds Aaron Gordon. He's too athletic and too good at doing so many key things. Um, he's, he's so good at those key things that the ball finds him when he's doing it well. That's, that's just how it is. That's just how he operates. That's how he's always operated. And that's how it has to work with Aaron Gordon. 
That's how it has to be. The Magic need him to be willing to be patient. The Magic need him to be filling in those gaps. Go look at that third quarter run when when Gordon scored 13 points in the third quarter. The first was a a secondary transition with Markel Fultz. Fultz fed fed the ball ahead to him and hit a three before the defense could react. Second play was an alley-oop for Markel Fultz. A simple pick and roll. Fultz throws it up up after Gordon slipped the screen. Got to the basket for for the dunk. The next was another pick and roll where Gordon slipped the screen, but instead of slipping to the basket... Popped into open space at the three-point line. Simple pass and a shot. His last three-pointer of the quarter came when he got the ball in secondary transition again. All really simple stuff. All stuff that didn't take much thinking or much doing. It was just Gordon reacting and reading the defense and putting himself in a position to score, to be available to get the basketball. That's what Aaron Gordon is best at. That is what Aaron Gordon is good at. And now, maybe with those minute restrictions gone, with that thought process gone, Aaron Gordon was finally unleashed. Was finally given the freedom. Finally given just the, the mindset, the comfort of knowing he doesn't have to worry about things. Again, who knows if what we saw Monday is a flash in the pan or something that's going to be more real. Aaron Gordon is not likely to make as many threes as he made in this game. Again. Aaron Gordon is probably not going to shoot six for nine from three very often. He had it. And even he admitted he was on fire this night. He just had it this night. Certainly the Magic can expect a guy who's going to shoot 50%, a guy who's going to give them 16, 17, 18 points per game, especially with Evan Fournier out, a guy that has to give them a lot more. His struggles in those last two games against Philadelphia and Oklahoma City, and again, he played better against Oklahoma City, are big reasons why the Magic struggled and lost those games. Orlando knows they need Aaron Gordon. What they need is this Aaron Gordon. An Aaron Gordon that's unencumbered. An Aaron Gordon that is unleashed. I want to thank you again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, follow us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr__md. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out Orlando Magic Daily. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic. This has been Philip Rossman Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.